y'all. Hey, so let's start with a prayer, shall we? Let's pray, Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we uh, begin by praising you and worshiping you, recognizing that you are the one and only true God, the King of kings and the Lord of lords. With that in mind, we're thankful, Father, that you, the God of the universe, opted to have relationship with us. For that, we are so thankful. Thank you for Jesus in whom we have all that we really ultimately need. It is in the name of Jesus that we pray that you anoint our time here today, that uh, we may benefit from what uh, we hear, and that through it all that you might be lifted up and glorified, because that is the purpose for which you created us, to glorify you. So we thank you and we praise you and we pray these things in the name that's above every other name, the sweet and strong name of Jesus. And everyone said? Amen. Well, good morning, good morning. For those of you who are early birds, uh, they, snuck a, they snuck something up on us uh, at 2 o'clock this morning. You know, they, they do that at 2 o'clock in the morning so that we think it's not happening. But we feel it, right? We feel it. You know, but you guys, early birds. Uh, so Roy and Yolanda Garcia, that's, that's who we are. And we really appreciate. Thank you so much for allowing us the opportunity to come and speak with you. Um, just, uh, our time is what? At, at, when do we? We're done at 1030. I you know, and I. I know, but I don't see a clock. Right back there, 955 and right over here. Okay. All right. Oh. I see it now. Okay. We need to make that bigger for eyes like mine. Uh, so Roy and I have been married over 48 years and, um, we have I know, I know. The good, ba good, bad, and the ugly, right, baby? So um, we... We're unequally yoked, you know. Uh -oh. What do you mean? Yeah. She, she went to UT, I went to A&M, oh. so we're unequally yoked. Yeah. Tell ya, tell ya. Yeah, it's been a battle, 48 plus years. But may, we've made it work. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, yes. Thank you, yes. Jesus, right? So we have two wonderful children uh, who have grown and married, and we have six creative, lovely, wonderful, just fabulous grandchildren. Well, our, our children are too. Um, I just forget to mention that, but you know, they did beget those those beautiful six grandkids. So, uh, like I said, thank you so much for coming. And we are both marriage and family therapists. Um, we do office in the woodlands, but Roy also does so much more. Uh, he is also working as a counselor at one of the um, um, prisons. Prisons, thank you. I knew that. I knew that word. Prisons in. Okay, we live in Spring. He works in Richmond. I know. I know. We're going to talk a little bit about stressors. We're going to talk a little bit about challenges in our lives, you know, and, and how we can learn how to handle and cope with them, right? Uh, so what else, baby? Um, we also uh, are marriage leaders at uh, Lakewood Church. We've been involved in marriage ministry there for quite some time and love it every minute of it. So we have opportunities to speak to it in marriage classes and premarital classes as well. Um, so, okay, that's it. Okay, he says, all right, don't get into our life story. So I tend to do that. And Roy is my balance. He, he, he keeps me focused. And that's why I have this, because I'm not focused. 
<laughs> I don't focus very well. So, um, so that's a little bit about us. Pastor Doug mentioned to us that the last month you've been talking about healthy relationships. So he asked if we could extend his message just a little bit more. Uh, because we're marriage and family therapists and we do work with relationships, one of the things that we noted is that in order to have healthy relationships, we need to be healthy individuals, right? And a lot of what that health depends on is uh, in our spiritual areas, in our physical areas, in our emotional and our mental areas, all areas of our lives. Um, so our topic today is staying spiritually, physically, it's long, staying spiritually, physically, emotionally, and mentally healthy in a stressful world. How many of us know we live in a stressful world, right? I mean, it, it can be in the workplace, co-workers, uncertainties, salary, uh, movement, placement, advancement, and then there can be stress, um, stressors in, uh, at home, at home. I had a stressor three days ago. Got up in the morning, go to the kitchen, go fix my coffee, and I see this puddle of water underneath the refrigerator. Stressful. You know, that's stressful. And he had just left for for work, so I couldn't go, honey. (laughs) So I I had to go get a towel, and I just put it on. I sopped up all the water, and I put the the towel outside to dry, put another towel going in the name of Jesus. Don't get wet. You know, I was hoping. But we're coping with it. We're handling it. And when I say we, I mean he. Well, yeah, because there are certain things, you know, that stress one person and not another. Because to me, it's it's no big deal. You know, you just fix the leak. You know, find it and fix the leak. And to me, it's a big deal. Yeah. Because, right. So it's it's, so home can be create stress. Uh, There can be stress in the family situation. Uh, there can be stress at school, um, you know, work, there's uh, exams and deadlines and, and whatnot. And then vacation, I thought about this morning, I said, there can be stress vacationing. I know, how many are stuck in cruise liners right now? You know, or how many one of us, how, how many of us want to get on a, a cruise liner? And then a lot of people are, there's their flights and then spring break. So a lot of stressors. Uh, so uh, anyway, one of the things, uh, and the reason we're talking about stress this morning is, is that something that, that we're going to learn how to be healthy uh, so that we can uh, face stressors in our lives. Because stress, our life's challenges, will not stop. They don't. They're ongoing. So we need to learn how to. There are several ways we can approach stress. Uh, we can either avoid stress altogether Stressors. We can avoid stressors altogether by setting boundaries, saying no. Um, We can uh, approach stress by altering, uh, and that means maybe compromising or managing our time a little bit more effectively or setting reasonable expectations on ourselves or on others. And many times we do set unreasonable expectations on, on others which sets us up for disappointment, uh, discouragement, sadness, because they're not meeting our expectations. So we need to learn how to manage that. And how do we do that? And with, oh, yeah, and another way to approach stressors or life's challenges is just to accept and learn how to cope. Because there are many, 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 many things in our lives that we can't control. 
we have no control over. So how do we cope with it? I couldn't control that leak under the refrigerator. I had no control over that. So learning how to cope with life stressors as they come our way. Um, and that's by reaching out to support. And we're going to talk a little bit about support. Using healthy coping skills, and hopefully we'll have time to do that. And then um, learning how to self-care. And I know Pastor Doug spoke about some self-care in the last few uh, weeks. Uh, learning how to take care of ourselves. So Pastor Doug also spoke about how we are spiritual beings. And that we need a stronger relationship with God. And that's where we want to begin. Yeah, the, uh, r- really the, the core of our message is that you've got to know who you are and whose you are. It's really, it's really very simple, but sometimes difficult to, uh, to apply. Knowing who you are and whose you are. So uh, part of what uh, we want to do here this morning is that we, w- we want to encourage you to uh, change the way that you think, especially about yourself and about your relationship with the Lord. Amen. Or to strengthen it, you know, know who you are and whose you are. Uh, for example, just for that purpose, we thought that uh, Hebrews 10.14 would be a good uh, indicator of that. Hebrews 10.14 says that by one sacrifice, he has made perfect forever those who are being made holy. Amen. You know, and how many of us think, how many of y'all think of yourself as being perfect? You know, we normally don't think about ourselves as being perfect, primarily because we focus on what we do and uh, our shortcomings. And, you know, when in reality, if you change your mind, if you renew your mind and, and concentrate on, on who, who you are and whose you are, then it makes uh, the idea of being a, a perfect individual spiritually because of the blood of Jesus a little more uh, palatable and a little more applicable. Uh, but it takes a, 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 change, a, a change of your mind, you know, to be able to, uh, to accomplish that. Amen, that's true. So, uh, you know, uh, the, the Lord did that. You know, he, uh, he did that. Uh, in uh, John uh, 13, verses 4 and 5, uh, the uh, scripture uh, talks about how Jesus, um, in, in fact, the scripture, is it up, uh, up there? Uh, John 13, 4 and 5? Yeah, it's up there. It says... Uh, so, uh, so he got up uh, from the meal and uh, took off his outer clothing and wrapped a towel around his waist. Um, around his waist. Um, after that, he poured water into a basin and began to wash his disciples' feet, drying them with the towel that was wrapped around him. And, uh, you know, you all have thought about this before, but uh, can you imagine washing... Uh, 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 Judas's feet, because Judas was one of the uh, disciples, and Jesus knew everything. You know, he knows everything. He knew that that Judas was going to hand him over to be crucified, tortured, Betray you know, etc. And yet Jesus did that. He washed the disciples' feet. Uh, 
in, in, in explaining this, uh, I, we want for you to think of yourself as, uh, as Jesus and maybe the disciples or maybe even Judas as somebody that uh, maybe that you can't stand or, you know, that rubs you the wrong way. You know, what, what will give you the ability to be able to go and wash that person's feet? You know, not maybe literally, but uh, in a manner that, uh, you know, that reveals God's glory in you. Well, how did Jesus do it? How was he able to do it? Well, the previous verse, uh, John uh, chapter 13, verse 3, explains where Jesus got the ability to be able to, to do what he did. And it was knowing, knowing who he was and whose Amen. he was. Amen. For John 13, 3 says, Jesus knew that the Father had put all things under his power and, and that he had come from God and was returning to, to God. That's what empowered Jesus to be able to be the servant leader that he was. He, he knew who he was. He, he knew, knew he was identity. the creator of the universe. He knew that uh, he had, you know, uh, legions of angels that he could call upon to defend him. Uh, yet, knowing that, he humbled himself and, and washed the disciples' feet. He knew who he was and whose he was. Yes. And that's our encouragement to you that you recognize who you are and, and whose you are, and that will empower you to be able to do the difficult things that mm -hmm. uh, we sometimes have to do. Right. Yeah. And, some, and something we tell, yeah, that Pastor Doug really uh, asked us to do as well is to give you some practical application as far as how, how do we do that? You know, we know, we know Jesus, and, and we know how he, he, he set the example for us. Uh, but so some of the practical applications in this stressful world uh, is to know and understand that you have a support system. Well, that's what Jesus Christ did. You know, when he, the things that he did, yes, he knew who he was. He knew his identity, but he also knew his support, God the Father. You know, he went straight to God the Father. That's that's our support. That's the first and foremost when we're uh, uh, facing challenges or stressors in life. Our support system, hmm, God the Father, go and go to Him in prayer. Um, and who else? And I want you to be thinking about this. Well, who is in your support system? Pastors, Doug and Kim, they're here for you. Always are. Uh, love them. They're, they will pray with you. They will support you, pray for you. Your church. You have a beautiful church here. Look at the people that you're sitting next to that are around you. Support system. Get to know them. Um, support system are people in your lives that you can really count on. Hey, um, can you meet up? with me or do you have a minute I just I just need you to listen to something or I need prayer will you pray for me I my sister's here this morning Belinda thanks sis for for coming and supporting us we weren't sure because of the time change if anybody was here so I said well at least I knew my sister was going to be here she's so faithful she's strong support system over here whenever I need prayer she lives in Corpus Christi thank you sis she lives in Corpus but we stay connected social network texting all the time. If, if I'm overwhelmed, if I need prayer, 
she's a text away, a phone call away, and she's so quick to to pray over our situations it, our, for our children. She's she does the same thing. She reciprocates. Hey Yolanda, you know, can you pray for my grandson? He's been sick with strep throat. Remember that was just a few weeks ago, and so it, it's not just me praying, but I get you know. Roy. Well, and also, you know, that, that's the beauty of, or one of the things about uh, being part of a, a small church, yeah. you know, intimacy. Intimacy, that, uh, amen. You know, you, you all sit over here, but I bet you know some of these folks over here, you know, and you pray for, for each other, you know. Mm. Yeah. Being part of a large church like, like Lakewood, you know, 60,000 people, you know, um, we, we belong to small groups, in order to develop relationship with those folks so that when there's needs and or not, mm -hmm. that we can encourage and support each other right. in the things, you know, that, that the challenges. Yeah, that. exactly. You know, the Lord tells us to stay in the body, right? We are not to isolate because when we isolate ourselves, that's where we feel helpless, hopeless. So one of the things we want to encourage you is that if you're feeling that way, if you feel like, well, you know, Yolanda and I are talking about support system, I don't really feel like I have anyone I can reach out to in the moment of. Even if you want to praise, hey, you know, guess what? You know, this is going on. Praise report or prayer request or whatever. If you don't feel like you have anyone, please do not leave like that. Touch base with someone here at the church and just let them know, hey, you know what? I'm feeling alone and I need I need to know that I have someone here at church that I can talk to or talk to us, okay? Please don't leave if you feel like you don't have a good support system. Well, and uh, you all have the little prayer cards, right? That's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Connection cards. Yeah, fill those out. You Use know. those. Yes, yes, yes. Mm -hmm. And you know what? It gives us a greater resilience to stress when you know you're not alone, right? And remember, our support system, first and foremost, is the Lord, going to the Lord in prayer. Yep. So the second point is, uh, I, it, and it's related to what we've been saying, is value yourself. Value yourself. Mm -hmm. if, if, we, if we know who, who we are and whose we are, then we are to what? Value ourselves. Amen. Live in that. First uh, Corinthians, can you read that, honey? I don't have my glasses on. Yeah, First Corinthians six nineteen eyes. and twenty says, "Do you not know that your bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit, who is in you, whom you have received from God? You are not your own. You are not your own. You were bought at a price. So, uh, you know. So, um, if you." Um, What's a good example? All right, so a good example is uh, uh, some time ago we were uh, in the process of buying a house, and uh, we were told that if we wanted to buy a house that was closer to a, the lake, that we had to uh, pay an extra $40,000, okay? So the property, the property itself uh, would cost $40,000, and so... My question to you would be, what is the value of that property if it was being sold for $40,000? Well, I would say that it'd be $40,000, right? Because that's the price that we would pay in order to purchase that property. Right, right. So my question to you is, what was the price paid for you and me? 
you know, being being Christians. Wow. Well, it's it was Jesus. The it's blood the blood of Jesus. Jesus Christ. And how much is that worth? It's priceless. Right. So if the value of a thing, or uh, or you know, a, if the value of a thing is equivalent to the price that was paid, then uh, you and I are priceless. But we don't think of ourselves much of the time because we think of ourselves based on what we do, you know. And and as was said earlier, you know, man, you know, I'm so concerned because I think that, you know, I, I face that thought too. Man, one of these days they're going to find out that I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> you know. <laughs> and uh, that's because what I'm doing, you know, but we, we think of ourselves based on what we do and not on uh, who we are and whose we are. You were bought at a price and the price that was paid for you is is priceless, endless. That's what, uh, partly what this scripture refers to. Amen. So valuing ourselves, okay, we know who we are. We know whose we are. So how do we value ourselves? So in the practical application, talking about um, self-care. And Pastor Doug touched on that a little bit last last month, and I really appreciate that because we don't, many times, you know, we don't think about self-care. We care for others. We care for everything around us. And we, forgot about, we forget about self-care because we think, well, well, we don't have to self-care. You know, that's selfish. Well, if we're not healthy in mentally, emotionally, physically, and spiritually, how much help are we going to be to those around us? They need to be served by healthy individuals. Well, if we are the, if your bodies are the temple of the Holy Spirit, you got to take care of the temple. You know. Yes. Yes. So, so some of the suggestions that we have on self-care, we broke it up into several categories. There's uh, sensory pleasure mental, emotional, physical, and social ways to self-care. And I gave you just a few, I'm gonna give, we're going to give you just a few examples of, of how to do that. Um, because just to break it down, sensory, do things that make you feel good, makes, that feels good. A warm shower. It doesn't have to cost a penny. A warm shower. Uh, um, well, honey, when you're on the computer and you're working on our finances or treatment plans or planning on weddings, oh, yeah. what do you listen to? Yeah, I, l I listen to music. Music. You know, uh, yeah. from, uh, I especially like uh, music from uh, movies. You know, uh, Once Upon a Time on the, in the West. Or, I love that, the music. Once Upon a Time in, uh, in, the, in the, what's the other one? In, uh, no, not that one. The, uh, no, <laughs> I haven't heard listen to the, uh, the Gladiator. When I need to go out and do something... You know, man, I put the gladiator on and I feel like I'm 10 foot tall and bulletproof, you know. For me, not so much. <laughs> We're all different, right? So it's finding what, what is pleasurable to you. I, I enjoy just sitting outside. Uh, and I enjoy pulling weeds. I know, I know, I know, oh wow, it's like, what? But it just, it's so relaxing for me. And it's de-stressing for me. So that's sensory. Those are just cuddle a pet. Uh, another one is uh, pleasure. Engage in pleasurable activities such as gardening, uh, watching a movie. Uh, sometimes in the middle of the day when I'm just when I'm working from home and I, I feel overwhelmed and I'm just really stressed. And I thought, you know what? I I just go plug in a movie. 
I'll turn on the TV and I'll watch maybe an hour, an hour and a half of a movie. <sighs> Gain my... Sometimes she makes me sit and watch movies <laughs> with her. Uh, what, what's the one you like? Pride and Prejudice. Oh, my goodness. How many of you, how many of you all like Pride and Prejudice? Or The, the Notebook? Look, see, they're all women, see? They're raising their hand. I didn't see any guy raise their hand on Pride and Prejudice. Yeah, but what do I watch with you, honey? The Gladiator. Oh, that's true. <laughs> that's true. Uh, but anyway, uh, crafting. Crafting also. My sister's a great crafter. Oh, my gosh. That's how I'm sure she de-stresses and relaxes. Um, then there's mental way, category of uh, taking care, self-care, mental, is challenging your brain, doing something that will challenge your brain. And I know, I know a lot of people do crossword puzzles and uh, Sudoku and um, uh, star, what is it? Uh, guitar. You're learning Oh, how yeah, to play learn the something guitar. new. I'm picking up the guitar. I know I'm in my I'm in my 60s self. I'm doing it all all by myself, but it's it's relaxing. When I'm in the middle of stress or I'm stressed out or, or just overwhelmed, I'll get the guitar and I'll look at the little chord list and I'll just strum and I'll just strum. So uh, that's mental, and then spiritual. Spiritual self care. How do we spiritually self care for ourselves? Being right. here, <laughs> attending church. Amen. Prayer, oh my gosh, uh, Bible, read scripture, um, oh, start a grateful journal. You know, when, when we focus on the things that we're grateful for, it's very difficult to think about all the things that are going wrong. We start, you know, it's a mindset. We start to spiral up and, and see all the beauty that God, in fact, I was talking to uh, Spencer's grandma, uh, tell, and I, I said, you know, when we pulled up, when Roy and I pulled up into the parking lot, first robins of the season were out there on your parking lot. And it just blessed us to, to the max. You know, oh, we've got 10 minutes. So he's, he's, my, he's my clock. And sometimes I do this. But I'm, I know, I know. I'm a verbal processor. So, um, and then there's emotional, emotional self-care. How do we take care of our emotions? Well, we have to learn to accept them. God created us as emotional beings. Uh, Roy, every now and then he'll say, I don't have feelings. He says, I don't have emotions. I don't have feelings. <laughs> Women are emotional. Men are not emotional. Emotion. How many of you guys think of yourself as being emotional, you know? Thank oh, you. Hey. Thank wow. you. In touch. Yeah, That's but great. guess but guess what? Guess what? Whenever I see you in front of ESPN. Oh yes. Um, and you're watching It's a, sacred ground, right? Oh my there, gosh. Okay, ESPN. so what do I see? I see mad, I see frustration, I see excitement, I see elation, mm -hmm. I see laughter, I see every emotion in the book. That's true. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So he can, what kind of a call is that? <laughs> so so he, he can't tell me that he's not an emotional creature because he sure is. Uh, can't dispute that. And then uh, physical. Pastor Doug talked a little bit about physical self-care, and that's... Um, exercise. Exercise. Dance, bike, that's what mm, you got here. Sufficient sleep. Except, except mm -hmm. last night doesn't count, does it? Because we lost an hour. Uh, eating healthy most of the time. I mean, there's okay cheat days, cheat 
Sunday's our cheat day, right? Uh, oh, yeah. But yeah, you know, just, you know, take care of ourselves. Hydrate, water, 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 water. And right now it's like, what? Wash your hands, wash your hands, wash your hands, right? Don't hug. Don't. Mm-hmm. That's the first thing I do. You know, when I got up in the morning, I told Roy, don't hug, don't hug. And what did I do? I start hugging everyone. And that's just me. But anyway, so self-care physically, it's hard to feel stressed. It's hard to feel stressed when you're physically active. And the last one is social. Lunch with a friend, right? Um, what else? Reaching out to a friend, support group, join a support group, call Volunteer. a friend. Volunteer. Volunteer. I know there. You know you've got some great volunteers here. Starting out the day, opening the doors, putting the heat on, getting the coffee going. And if all the volunteer slots are filled up here, you can go to a nursing home and volunteer there. You can go to a rescue, a, uh, an animal rescue, and volunteer there. Because when you're helping others, uh, it really that's self care, and it gets you out in the public as well. You know, Scripture says that it's better to give than to receive. Mm-hmm. And that's so absolutely true. If you think about it, anytime, whenever something proceeds out of you, whether it's money, words, uh, and, you know, encouragement, worship, it's stuff coming out of you. And that uh, tends to bless you. You feel blessed. You know, you feel good. That, that's a great remedy for... Uh, Loneliness, depression, anxiety, Amen. things of that nature Amen. is volunteer and give of yourself. And you, it's amazing how uh, things change. But you can't give on empty, can you? Oh, that's true. Yeah, you've got to be fooled. You've got to know who you are and, and who's whose you are. You are. Yeah, yeah, say that with, with us, okay? You've got to know who, who you, you are and, and whose you are. you are. There you go. That yes. sounds great. Amen. Yep. And Jesus... Setting the example, Luke 5, verse 16. Can you read that? Uh, he, that he would withdraw to uh, desolate places and pray. Mm. Jesus to Christ. Recharge. Jesus Christ. In the midst of, when he was, you know, speaking to the multitudes, feeding the multitudes, he knew how to self-care. He would withdraw to desolate places and pray. He would isolate to pray replenish and that support system he'd go to god the father he would touch base okay god you know i'm doing your work you know just so replenishing yourself well and we he we we got instructions in this ephesians 5 29 Uh, no one ever hated uh, their own body but they feed and care for their body just as as christ does the church so feed and care for your own body so so you can be at uh, you know, top shape as best as possible whenever the Lord calls you uh, for an assignment. Yes, and, and like we said, we want to give from the overflow. And if we want to give from the overflow, then we need to be full. We need to be full. So we, we continue. And that's not just on Sunday mornings. That's Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday and Thursday and Friday and Saturday so that we can yep. give from the overflow. And we're, yep. we, So we, we need to learn how to deal, deal with, with stress. stress. That's our final point, and we've got a few yep. minutes to talk about uh, that. Philippians 4, 6 says, Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will, heart, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. 
And that's in the Bible. That's those are instructions. He tells us how to handle stress, how to cope with it, right? Mm-hmm. And so practical application a little bit is is learning healthy coping skills. You know, because we when we're stressful, we're going to cope. But we don't realize sometimes that if we, we're coping maybe in unhealthy ways, sitting in front of the TV too long, uh, sleeping too much, uh, drinking. Yeah, we, we've got to be. You got to be creative sometimes. You know, because I'm thinking about uh, on on my drive to work. Yeah, that's uh, right. It used to be a really to boring, Richmond, really boring. You know, uh, I refuse to take ninety nine because it it'll cost me. I think, I think it's ten to twelve dollars one way. To go from here to, to down there. So I take Highway 6, uh, 85 traffic lights that I go he, through. He, that's how bored he got. He counted them, 85 yeah. traffic lights. But, but, but now what I do there is I listen to uh, teachings, you know, on the radio, and uh, I worship. And then something that I started doing, uh, what, about three weeks ago? Self-care, physical. Yes, I, I got one of Yolanda's little five-pound weights. So as I'm driving, you know, I'm doing this. That stresses me out. <laughs> that stresses me out. I really do, out. you know. So you got to sometimes you have to be creative in the way that you handle some of these things. How do you do that and this at the same time? So I'm like, oh. So yeah, anyway, a lot right. of prayer. A lot of prayer. I cover him in prayer. Okay, yeah. so, um, so what are some healthy coping skills? Set boundaries. Learn how to set boundaries. Boundaries are good. They're healthy. Help someone in need. Encourage someone. I put this one in shop. Now, 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 you don't want to. You don't want to spend money you don't have. But you know, sometimes I'll go shopping and I won't buy a thing. Just walk around the store. Smell things that are new. Try them on, and then you walk out happy. I do. Anyway, uh, playing a game, drawing. How many of you men go shopping with your wife? Can I see some hands? Oh, great. Thank Smart you. man. Thank Smart. You. Yes. You know, those of you that don't, you know the re- the, who you need to. <laughs> you need to hold her hand so that when she goes off to try to buy something, you know, you can pull her back. There you go. I used to think he was holding my hand to be romantic. <laughs> then I felt the yanks. It's strategic yanks. Thanks a lot. Um, Limit caffeine. Have a good routine. Prioritize important uh, prioritize important tasks, and schedule time for you. Self care is not selfish. Self care is wisdom. Yeah, uh, I don't know who it was, but we were in the bathroom uh, a little while ago, and uh, we were uh, somebody else that was in there, you know, and uh, we were agreeing that there's so much to do. Well, uh, I think sometimes we, we have to schedule uh, time for ourselves, you know, to be able to do like Jesus Amen. did, you know, go off Amen. into the wilderness somewhere, you know. And he didn't go into the, the wilderness and do nothing. Yeah. He prayed. Yeah, that's he right. Prayed. That's right. Yeah. So, uh, in yeah, uh, I, I, we wanted to end by uh, quoting uh, something from a, a fellow named Tim Tim Keller, uh, okay, he, he says, um, man, this, this really blesses me. It says, he said, among other things, the only way to dispossess the heart of an old affection is by the expulsive power of a new one. Mm, the only way to dispossess, to, div- you know, to get rid of 
to dispossess the heart, the heart of an old affection is by the expulsive power of a, of a new one. It's, uh, you know, if you, um, if you picture a glass of water, uh, full of water, and uh, that water, if the glass represents you, the water represents the, um, the old affection, whatever that may be, a bad habit, uh, an addiction, or whatever it may be, if you take a gl another glass of oil and pour that oil into the, into the glass of water, the oil will sink down to the bottom mm -hmm. and it'll eventually displace the water that's in the glass. It'll spill out and you'll wind up with a glass a full, of, full of oil. And that's what I understand uh, Brother Keller to be saying. The only way to dispossess the heart of an old affection is by the expulsive power of a new one. That's the renewing of the mind. You know, that's uh, leaving the old behind and taking on the new. You know, so, um, you know, actually with that in mind, uh, I'd like to, uh, uh, to, to suggest, to invite, you know, those of you that uh, have not taken that step in your relationship with the Lord, yes. that, that you consider doing that. You know, the only way that we will be able to live a life for Christ is by repenting of an, an old, old lifestyle uh, recognizing who we are outside of Christ New and identity. surrendering our, our, our life to to the Lord. So let me in, let, let's invite let me invite uh, all of you uh, to uh, pray this with me. Um, maybe some of you might be here for the first time, and you might uh, you know the Holy Spirit might be pricking your heart to recognize that you need to to change something in your life. Uh, maybe you're you're trying to surrender something that you've been uh, accustomed to doing that is not healthy, or or uh, an addiction, or or just simply uh, the recognition that you need something better in your life, which represents a relationship with the Lord. So just wanted to uh, rededicate your life as well. Yes, that's right. If if you want to rededicate your life, so if you would close your eyes, bow your head, and and uh, uh, repeat after me. Uh, Lord, I recognize that uh, I need you. Lord, I recognize that I need you. I have lived uh, a life that uh, is not uh, totally aligned to yours. I have lived a life that is totally not aligned to yours. This morning I want to repent of uh, my old lifestyle. This morning I want to repent of my old lifestyle. I recognize that I'm a sinner. And I need you to renew my mind and my heart. And I need you to renew my mind and my heart. I surrender myself to you. I surrender myself to you. And I ask you to become my Lord and my Savior. I ask you to become my Lord and Savior. Holy Spirit, enter into my heart. Holy Spirit, enter into my heart. And lead me to be born again. And lead me to be born again. So I thank you and I praise you. In the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 Praise God.